No one's coming to help you. I remember when I left school. So, you know, in school, it's kind of different where your teachers and they kind of forcing you to. So secondary school, they force you to do the work, you know, they're on your back. Have you done this? Have you done that? And when I first went to college and then uni, the biggest difference, I remember my teacher telling me this, was that no one cares. No one cares if you go to college. No one cares if you go to uni. That's you. It's you deciding that you want to go to these places and learn the things you want to learn. If you decide that you don't want to turn up to the classes, no one's going to be chasing you. You're just going to fail. And that's that. And it's kind of the beginning of the time where you have to start living for yourself or taking responsibility for the things that happen to you. I believe that 20% of life happens to you and you don't have any choices. We have very little. So that 20%, I think, consists of other people's choices that inadvertently affect you. So for example, if your parent, when you're young, decides that they don't want to be with their spouse anymore and they just divorce, the knock-on effect then affects you in the way that you don't have one parent living with you, available to you. Some people don't ever see that parent again. Some people see them rarely, but then that happens to you. But I think 80% of the things that happen to you in your life is because of your choices, the repercussions of your choices. So for good or for ill. So the things that happen to you in your life, the choices that you make, the consequences of your actions, the things that happen to you that affect you, 80% of those things are your own doing. It's you. You decided to eat and put on weight. You decided that you didn't have time or the means to do exercise. You decided that you wanted to marry this person or go out with that person. You decided to have children or not have children. You decided to live in this place or that place. You know, especially in the West. But I still, no matter where you live, I think 80% of the things that affect you for good or for ill are your decisions. So to be conscious of that and to take control of it is probably our greatest treasure in life, the greatest power in life that we can have. To understand that no one's going to come and help you and that you're in control of your life. A lot of your life is in your control. There's things that happen on a global level that have no effect. If there's a war in Iraq, it's not your fault. <laughs> or it may be your fault, but usually it's not your fault. If there's, you know, COVID is not your fault, mostly, right? These things. So a lot of things happen to you. But most of the things that happen to you, it's because of the choices that you've made. And these are the results of the choices that you've made. So take responsibility for your life. Understand that you have the power, you have the control, and also understand that no one's going to come and help you. If you screw up your life, it's you that screwed it up. It's not your partner, it's not your children, it's not God, it's not society is not the government it's you you did that and you have the power and if you're having a great life it's you you did that you know so take control take responsibility 
and no one's gonna come and rescue you. You have to do it yourself. As I drive through the half-deserted streets on my way to do my weekly shopping and join my fellow shoppers as we queue up for the limited items in the shops, I can't help but feel I'm in some kind of alternate reality that I can't quite accept. I've heard it said that if the UK, where I live, was to close its borders because of some disaster, like for example some deadly contagious disease, current food stores would last approximately 48 hours. Judging on many people's recent reactions over toilet roll, I would have to say 24 hours would be more realistic. If that were to happen, I would imagine the government wouldn't tell many people in order to prevent panic buying. However, in this age of social media, the news would get out and panic buying would rid the shops of food within 24 hours. In my household of four, with careful management, I reckon we could probably last for about four weeks at a push. I believe after two months, the country would go full zombie apocalypse. Okay, I admit, I've been watching too many movies. They would most likely instigate food rationing. We would all lose a little bit of weight while they sort out the food situation, hopefully. But this situation has got me thinking of how this modern Western society relies so heavily upon complex supply chains for food. How would the average person cope if this system was to suddenly collapse? The COVID-19 outbreak has not just changed our daily lives, it has also affected global politics, especially the relationship between Europe and Africa. The amount of Europeans that have been diagnosed with the coronavirus in Africa has become a controversial topic. Following the positive diagnosis of two white French nationals, one Senegal newspaper questions whether France was out to coronaize its former colony. With around 15 deaths to date, compared with Europe and the USA, Africa has hardly been affected. Many governments on the African continent have begun implementing travel bans to prevent Europeans from bringing in the infection. This turn of events has caused many people to consider the irony of Africans turning away Europeans, when in recent times it's been Europeans stopping young African economic migrants from entering Europe. During the Ebola crisis, Europeans blocked Africans from entering Europe even when their countries had no cases of Ebola. There are several possible reasons why the coronavirus does not appear to have penetrated Africa in the way it seems to have affected the USA and Europe. Africa's hot climate could be a factor. Some scientists believe sustained heat could slow or kill the virus. Another factor could be the young population. In Europe, the average age of the population is around 43 whereas the average age of the population on the African continent is around 19. The research so far suggests that the older you are, the more dangerous the coronavirus can be. Additional factors could be that Africa has taken the lead with precautionary measures at airports, while a Senegalese innovation lab, which makes self-diagnosis kits for Ebola, is now creating ones for the coronavirus. According to the Washington Post, Senegal is testing and returning results within four hours, compared to about a week in the US. Whatever happens now, it's clear to everyone that COVID-19 has changed the world forever. I'm fairly sure that by the time this outbreak is finally under some kind of control, the eventual cost to global businesses and governments will be in the trillions. Have you found that being quarantined with your family is a good thing or a bad thing? What do you think about the irony of Africans turning away Europeans? 
Do you think that heat makes a difference to the coronavirus? Do you think the younger population makes a difference? Answer in the comments below.